All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we are back for another episode of The Bricks Radio. I am your host, CEO Hayes, and if I'm here, you know I am joined by Miss Mary Almonte. What up, what up? <laughs> and then also, Mr. BTG himself, Baylor the Great, is in the building. Beautiful people. What How the, we doing? What if they're ugly, though, Baylor? What if they're ugly? We're not saying hi to ugly people? Uh, ugly people are beautiful, too. Somebody else. We're talking <laughs> about on the inside. <laughs> 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 Before we even get started, uh, did you guys see that Kanye West had the nerve to open up pre-orders for the Jesus album? Like, first of all, you can't even stick to a damn date. You gonna ask people to pre-order that? Sh- Anybody who pre-orders and pays for this shit ahead of time, you're an idiot. I'm sorry, you're stupid. Don't yeah. do this shit. <laughs> yeah, he has his nerve. Yeah, fucking Kanye West. Only, only that bastard think to do some shit like that. But. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Let's get into the topics for this week. So Jadakiss released, A, he released a single called Me, but he also released a Me short film. Did you guys get a chance to watch it? Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, it had a little little belly-ish to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's. I have not watched it, but um, that just made me very intrigued. I would definitely <laughs> say check it out. It's something that I like that it's unique because I wouldn't expect Jada Kiss of all people to do something like this around mm-hmm. like a song release. Um, but yeah, I mean, me, I'm I like short film and it's it's it does have a belly vibe to it, but it's it's just an interesting thing to do, and I like to see artists do new things. And this was something that was like, all right, this is unique. Um, this is mm-hmm. a great way to like market as well, um, because it it paints him in a new light. You don't really think of Jadakiss to do something like that, so that that that's why it kind of caught my eye. Right, you definitely and you definitely uh, can see that he's been waiting to play a role like that. So, uh, what better way to do it in your own film? Um, yeah, it was good. It was solid, and the track is banging. You know, you know, Jada is, and you know, he's in my top five. So. Bias. I was gonna say, I I don't know that we've ever done like a. I think we did actually do, or was it like a B side list? Yeah. But Jada Kiss to me is one of the most underrated artists in the game and underappreciated. Like he's been consistent, and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jada Kiss, uh, he has been very consistent. I think that I mean, and you can't even really say he hasn't had singles. I was just about to say maybe it's the fact that he's never had like a super huge single, but that's wrong. He's had like three or four of them. Yeah, um, yeah. Why? Yeah, why? Uh, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one I'm missing off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, the couple. We had a couple. Yeah. We had a couple with the uh, with uh, with the locks. Uh, while out, you know, that's yeah. man. What about we gonna make it? Yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I was thinking. We gonna make it? Yeah. 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 Jadakiss yeah. is definitely underrated, but the, you know, it, it's it's. It's at a point now where, like, every artist of that generation or around that time, no matter how good or bad the quality of music is that they're putting out, they're just, they don't get the, they're just deserve at all. Like, they, people don't recognize them for A, what they meant to the game, and B, the fact that they're still putting out quality music. And, you know, like, like, uh, Jim Jones' album, for example, like, J- Jim Jones put out one of the better hip hop albums of this year that nobody talked about. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some ageism involved in that. Though. That is true. Yeah, yeah. There's huge ageism in hip hop, and it sucks. It's also content, though, too. Like I put him, Pusha, a couple other cats that I put in the same boat. Like if you're, 
if you're if you can't relate to the streets, you don't have to be a drug dealer, a gangster, or anything like that. You just gotta grow up in the hood, whether it's the projects, I don't South Central, the Bronx, whatever. When you can relate to what they're saying, like one of one of the uh, one of the lines that he said that stuck that stuck with me was um I'm project elevator hallway nasty. Like, dude, I'm a creator, so instantly when you say something like that, I picture a filthy hallway in a project. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you can't relate to that, then I wouldn't expect a lot of people to to listen to them. Yeah. I, I feel that. Mary, I have an interesting take that I that I want to, that I think like you can add, only be the one on this panel who can add a perspective to this. Do you think the gentrification of New York is lending itself to people not respecting New York music like they once did? Hell to the yeah. And it's weird you, you just asked that because that's what I was kind of thinking. Um, so when Baylor just uh, described that, I swear, like, I envisioned the Park Hill projects, which I spent a lot of time in as a kid. Um, and it took me back to even the smell of it. Like, it's just, if you've been in any PJ, at least New York, in any project, elevator, hallway, it all kind of has the same smell. Like, I don't know what the mixture of funk is, but it's, <laughs> it's definitely, like, synonymous. Like, yeah. you would, it's indescribable and unmistakable. And, um, yeah, I feel like there's less and less people that can relate to that these days. I mean, even Park Hill is quiet now. Like, it's not what it used to be. Um, and look, that's a good thing. We should be happy about that and applaud this. But on the same token, you know, the, it's, the culture now is different. And the relatability of people who are still creating from that place of poverty, if you will, mm. it's th that factor goes down a lot. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah. and maybe we'll have to dig deeper into that into in, in, in like a segment on another episode. But I don't know what made that just come to my mind. But it's like when you back when we were younger and you heard a New York artist like that grittiness was representative of the city and it made you feel what they were talking about. And now I think people just can't relate because New York is being so fucking gentrified. It's ridiculous. Can I ask y'all a question? Do you think it's because, <clears throat> now hear me out. I'm not even sure if I'm going to word this right. But when it comes to New York artists, um, do they really have a style of rap? Now hear me out. Because if you come west, we have gangster rap. You go down south, they have crunk music. They got chopped and screwed. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you talk about gentrification, it's kind of like, it can't interfere with uh, a title. Whereas New York, they have hip hop artists, but what is it? What is their style? Well, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good observation. Um, I mean, I feel like the little new class of New York hip hop is definitely more, to me, closely aligned with hip hop these days. Cause like, all right, who's really popping from New York? A Boogie. I mean, I'd say Dave East, but nah, no. I mean. I think that he's like recognized as a face of the new school of New York dudes, but mm -hmm. he's really, he's not popping. Like his shit ain't on the radio and you know what I mean? Yeah. Pop smoke is big here, but I don't even know what you call that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Master P, like when he would be making those grunting <laughs> sounds and like, I mean, I don't even know why we thought that was cool then. So that's my sentiment about pop smoke now, <laughs> but he got the kids going crazy out here now. So That's um, crazy. Don Q, who's also part of A Boogie's Q um, crew. I don't know. It's like 
I mean, you know how I don't well, I don't know if you guys know this, but Flex has like a, a segment that he used to do called "This Is What New, New York Sounds Like," and yeah, I feel like it. The, it's kind of question mark right now. There's no like token New York sound, I guess. Yeah. So y'all are like telling me my own story here basically <laughs> tonight. I get it. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. But uh yeah, that's wild. Anything anything left before we move on? Nah, man. Shout out to Jada. Top five that are alive. Yeah. I'm with that too. There you I go. <laughs> well, I guess no we just... trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> no tra- zero trash bags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We just we just was over in Mary's side of the world. I guess Baylor will go over to yours next. So the game is selling these pro, this prolific records merch. Oh, shit. And people are going off saying like, and there was even like a post of him like getting his hair braided, and they're like, game is slowly turning into Nip- Nipsey Hustle. He's trying to turn into Nipsey Hustle. Do you see this merchandise as him trying to profit off off Nip's name? That's definitely what he's trying to do. Now, will it succeed? Will it prevail? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I want to say no. Um, <laughs> I want to say no because everybody is real. Like, I mean, we, we're still trying to, we're, we're still waiting on for them to reopen the online store and, and uh, to order some marathon clothing. So for you to, nah, man, we're not feeling it. If I showed you some of the text messages about how we really feel, it's, it's nothing pretty. I I bet like just me and I'm not even of course I'm not in Cali I'm not from Cali but just seeing it from my perspective is just like game what the fuck are you doing man like you would think he of all people would know better than that Mary though what what do you think about it I wholeheartedly agree um first of all that picture really threw me it was like what is, is he trying to morph into Nipsey like yeah. that's just so weird secondly um so they weren't friends though right or not. <laughs> See, this is what I'm. See, it's like I've never met. Hey, what? They don't have. He technically he did. He was one of the first ones to put Nipsey on. Right. Um. Now, but when you say friends, like sometimes we really got to break down these words and the depth, and it's it's not like that. But it was a good look because these are two that came from different sides of the flag. Uh, game was was on first was very popular out here out west representing uh, G Unit West at the time G Unit in general and he took off. Uh, you can see him. You can see Nipping Games videos, et cetera, et cetera, before he took off. And it was a mutual respect and love. But as far as like friends, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they got a lot of you know songs that they did together and they kicked it and stuff like that. But I'm not. I mean, my thing is this: if he's trying to preserve his boy's legacy, memory, whatever, then cool. But to profit off of it seems wrong. Like, unless all that money is gonna go to his kids or some, you know what I mean? Like to something. But for him to pocket the proceeds of whatever comes from that, that'll be fucked up. Well, I would say uh, on a serious note, if he was to profit off of that and did not uh, ship that money to his family. I don't think that would go over well in LA, and we don't want that problem mm. at all. Well, he may not be—he may not be profiting much of any proceeds because he was ordered to pay a uh, sexual assault accuser seven million dollars after losing an appeal. Mm-mm-mm. It's just a bad week for game, man. Yeah, well, gotta stop being a nasty nate in these streets. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. You do the—you got—you gotta pay for the crime one way or another. It's game is just when you think about like games whole career is it and like and he's had hits he's had he's 
I think even last time we talked about like an album he dropped or anything, like almost every one of his albums has gone platinum. But it just feels like like is game really gonna be remembered? Like is he is he a legend in that sense? Like I, he's had that brief period of time, but for the most part of his career, it's like at least for me, it's, it's just he's he got stuck into a formula. I feel like, and he didn't really ascend to the place I thought he was originally gonna go when documentary dropped. That fame took off too fast, okay. and he's definitely gonna be remembered. He 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 definitely put a dent in hip hop because he's a part of a storyline that's. That's crazy. Remember, he was part of G Unit. Yeah, I think true. if he was a part of any other crew, it maybe not. And he had the doc backing him up. You know what I'm saying? He did a lot of features. He messed with New York Heavy. He did the yeah. whole G Unit this thing. You know what I'm saying? So he had the formula, which was working at first, which was uh, rep the West. You know, sign with an East Coast dude. Show a lot of love. I mean, he named his son Harlem. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. What do you? <laughs> so it's like he knew what he was doing, but he kept he just kept doing it. Like that shit was crazy, man. He <laughs> he could he could have been better than what than what he was. He could have been way better because we've never complained about him rapping. I think the only negative thing that people have said about him is that he name drop a lot. Yeah. Which all right, cool, but he has the talent uh, to rap. He's dope. But the shit off the court, nah, man. Hey, if you think a lot of people outside of California don't fuck with him, just it's a lot of people at home that don't fuck with him because of that. That's crazy, Mary. Um, I mean, I definitely think he'll be remembered, and he has a place in hip hop for all the reasons that uh, Baylor just named. But yeah, he's gonna fuck his legacy up by doing dumb shit like this. So hopefully, he uh, he actually pays attention to some of the backlash he's getting and and mm-hmm. says to himself, "Let me chill," because. This is looking like kind of clout chasey to me. Either way, got, it's crazy. So let's just not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I gotta remember. This is a man that that picked on people for no reason. I remember he went at the uh, Meek Mills for like no apparent reason, only to like later on get into it with um with uh what you call it uh from Philly, getting old. Gilly? No, 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 no. Oh, now you you're getting close. You're getting close. I don't even know. Game beef with so many niggas, bro. I I can't keep track. Oh my god. Um. Oh god. I can't even think of his name. I said his face is in my head. Why is he uh, <laughs> uh, State property. State property. Oh, Benny Seagulls. Benny Seagulls. There we go. So when he went at when he was going back and forth with Benny Seagulls until Benny Seagulls called him called him on the phone, it's like you're doing it for no reason. For no reason. Only to just be cool with these niggas later on. Yeah. So it's whatever, man. It's it's a lot of a lot of personal stuff too. He didn't got into it with a few family members over basketball games, all kind of weird shit that he does. Yeah, game game is a weird dude. He's he, he's an interesting cat, bro. That's that's yeah. yeah. That's enough to say on that. But uh, I guess we'll stay out west for a little bit longer. So Suge Knight signed his life rights over to Ray, Ray J. Let me just say this about Ray J. He makes a lot of business moves. They may they most don't work. They aren't huge. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ray J is sitting on a lot of money because he makes a lot of little moves. Like the Raycon earbuds, which are really just rebrands of Chinese earbuds, but that's a story for another day. Um, but him getting Shig Knight to sign over his life, uh, you would think that there's a lot of story to be told from Shig Knight's life. Like I can see this whole thing turning into like a Netflix show where it's like 
people telling stories of I remember when Suge Knight knocks such and such out. Like it, it could be something, I guess. I I don't know if I'd sign up for a full Suge Knight biopic, but maybe that's just me. Mary, I'll come to you first on this one. Are you excited to see what Ray J does with Suge Knight's life rights? I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I mean, right. So I didn't quite understand what that even was um, to start. But, I mean, I'd definitely be here for a Suge Knight biopic. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but what makes Ray J qualified to be the one to execute that? Like, I feel like, where did this come from? <laughs> Ray J is his guy. Ray J been his guy for a while. Really? Yeah. Okay, I, didn't know that. I had no idea, bro. Yeah. No. Hey, look, I know a lot of the. Again, this is another cat that has character flaws and little antics and stuff like that. Ray J, Ray J be in them streets, man. <laughs> he be in them streets. Yeah, apparently so. That doesn't make any sense, Ray J. Of all people, it's I don't know, man. I, the one I, thing that the one thing that I have respected about Ray J is that, first of all, he is a talented dude. He had yeah. one, he had a cool single, yeah. <laughs> one wish, one wish still bang, um, and he is a businessman. And most importantly, like he's battled with it, but it seems like he knows when to turn on and turn off that street mentality. The weird thing is, he comes from a very a talented family. Mm-hmm. So for him to dibble dab in the streets, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm surprised that he did it because where he's from is just that you didn't have to. Uh, but, but he ain't, he's not a he's not the one to be played with though. I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you. But so what? Why do you think this is valuable to him? Like, wh- like- I mean, look, I mean, look, that the first one to to say, look, I want to do the R. Kelly special. The next one, I want to do the MJ special. All this shit is hot right now, right. you know. So who better to see uh, to get a perspective of than um, Suge Knight? And if Suge Knight can't do it, then he got to go to his his compadre. And then he's going to a youngster or a younger cat that that might get it. He might have a vision. Now who's going to do it? That's all another story. That's just director wild. and a producer. I don't know. I know <laughs> I can expect a lot of Dre bashing in this. <laughs> That's for sure. That's just crazy, bro. Uh... And just be prepared for the Shig Knight biopic in which Ray J is cast as Tupac. It's coming. It's yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I'm turning that off immediately. They need to get uh Dimitri a ship back for that. Oh yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. For sure. For sure. Um, but the next the next bit of news, Issa Ray, first of all, she's now my Google assistant on my phone. So when I'll be like, hey Google, it sounds like Issa Ray, which was just crazy as fuck to me. But she's now started her own record label called Radio as part of a joint venture with Atlantic Records. I don't know what qualifies her to own her own record label, but what do you guys think about this? Uh, shit, uh, we all qualify if we if we got good good taste in music. I know if they're putting out music that's similar to the uh, to the show soundtracks. Yeah, shit, I- I'm there. Yeah. I'm but I thought that Raphael Sadiq and Solange had something to do with the show soundtrack. Oh well, shit. We definitely tuning into that, Absolutely. right? I don't know, but yeah, I'm here for it. I love Visa. I feel like she could do no wrong. Yeah, let's see what let's see what other ta- uh, see what other talent she has. And if if Issa's whole rise doesn't show the power in this creative culture, like this woman was doing skits on youtube in her car five six years ago 
Yeah. Now she's at the point where she has a TV show. She has her own record label. Like she's a, a certified actress and a power in Hollywood, in which it's not many black women who have gotten to do the things that she's done in so, such a short amount of time. And that's why it's like when people talk about taking th- this type of stuff seriously. I definitely point to her as one of why you should. And, you know, people forget she did go to film school. So this is something that she is trained in. But at the same time, she wasn't going to get casted by just going out and trying to become a legit actor. She she carved her own lane using YouTube, using other things. And now look at her. It's crazy. But you know what's the most refreshing thing about that is that she's making all these moves. And we don't find a, we don't find out about it until the shit is actually done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's man, that's dope. Yeah. So hats off to her, man. Anything left on Issa before we get into our first break? Beautiful, black, and dangerous. That is true. There you go. And she 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 is beautiful. Never mind, because I, I was almost gonna go into creep mode. We're just gonna stop. We're gonna go into. <laughs> We're gonna go into our first break. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. All right, and we're back. So Power did not come on uh, this past week, which... I, Power always does this like once a season where they have the, the these breaks and not having episodes and not tell us until the episodes literally a couple hours before the episode is supposed to come on. Like, oh yeah, we're, we're taking a two week break. What the fuck? Like you couldn't tell us that last week. Like most shows when they're going on a break, they'll give it at the end of the, of that episode. Like, hey, catch us in two weeks. Power, no, they just wait until they know we're sitting at home wondering where the fuck the episode is. It is like it is like walking into the break room and your and your, and your manager said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot we're doing overtime today." <laughs> what? No, I was super pissed off about yeah. that. Let me tell you, I was like, because you know it became my little ritual, and I'm like getting all ready, and then it was like, oh damn, there's no power. So yeah, come on, they gotta do better. Like this is <laughs> this is some ghetto shit. Like. <laughs> Now I do have a question after we after we wrap it up though. Um, do you guys have a backup show? Oh, I always got shows, bro. I got shit to catch up on. I was catching up on Castle Rock. I don't know if you like horror. That's my thing on Hulu, so that's why I decided to watch. Okay. I'm I'm a um uh I guess I can share this about myself. I'm a huge fan of teen drama. So Thirteen Reasons is my shit. Wow. 13 Euphoria. Yeah, I love that show. Have you caught up with All American yet? I have. Oh, hey, let me tell you. And I've seen the episode, and let me... And you warned me, so I was yeah. good. You yeah. warned me, so I was good. But when I seen it, I said, wow. They did such a great job to me of that. Like, yeah, man. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start 
getting into Snowfall. Yeah, I need to I get I hear that it's great. And I, I saw the pilot, ep- the first episode, when people first started talking about it. And I was just like, it's okay. And I never got into it again. So Me I, too. Yeah. So. Wait, wait. So you never started it? I, I watched the full the first, first episode. Yeah. And I was just like. And it, weren't captivated. Yeah. So it was like. Eh. So now to hear people say that it's like, it's the best show on TV. I'm still thinking back on my reaction to that first episode. Like this? Y'all saying this is the best show on TV? Man, when you see the character development in that in that show, oh my god! Okay, the character development in that show was phenomenal. All right, so we got to do that then. Ozark, y'all get y'all get down with Ozark. I love Ozark. Okay. Not yeah. me. I love my white people drama too. See, I was a, I was I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan, and so mm-hmm. all it took was somebody like before the show was getting ready to come out, and they were like, "It's like such and such meets Breaking Bad." I'm like, "All right, I gotta see it." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's similar, very similar. Yeah. All right, well we we went down a rabbit hole, but as me and Mary catch up on <laughs> Snowfall, we'll, we'll be sure to update you once I finish the first season. I'll come back with my thoughts on it. Uh, but Wu Tang, an American saga. The last episode debuted today, right? And I didn't see it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, I didn't see it either. Yeah, so we're going to actually take a full break from T. We'll come back. We'll talk about Wu-Tang next week. We'll talk about the full series next week um, from, from start to finish. I don't think Power is going to be back either, so that's what will dominate our TV uh, section for that <laughs> week. Uh, we're going to move into new music. So this Frank Ocean single, DHL, what do you guys think about it? Because if you let social media tell it, it's like the best thing since sliced bread. I didn't like it. I'm not. I'm not gonna like it. I won't like it. I don't. So I listen to when I, he dropping the album. I think so. Yeah, he drops I mean, the album. I, I listen to the rest of the song. I did not like it. I just feel like was I the only one that wasn't expecting that? Like, what was the strategy behind just dropping that? Or what, did I miss the promo? Like, I'm. I think. I think he thinks. And I'm not mad at him either. He's one of those artists that can drop anytime he wants to. Nah, he ain't Beyonce. Nah. Like, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying, saying he thinks I that. agree. I'm saying I understand. Like I think um, he right, feels but I'm that way. That to him, like no, <laughs> Mr. Ocean, you cannot. <laughs> no, I ain't like you it. You can't be having these Batman, you know, music drops here. And like. then not not this song. Like this isn't even the type of song to just randomly drop on. I don't want to be a hater. You know, I like, I think Frank Frank Ocean is talented as hell. Mm -hmm. But this ain't it, homie. This is not it. And this ain't it. No, this, I I need you to go back to the drawing board and come back with something better than this, man, because this, this ain't it. Well, maybe this was a test. I mean, that's the only way this would make sense. (laughs) Like, he was like, let me just hit him with something new and see what, how this goes over. Shit, this ain't the climate to be doing that, Frank. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny uh but yeah that's all i got on that we can uh we can move i got a rumor though and i know this isn't on the list so i apologize for springing this guy this on you so i was reading um it was no i was actually looking at a youtube channel and it was oh god i can't remember whose it was but they were saying that they are putting a stamp in it and guaranteeing that we're getting a new kendrick album first quarter of next year do you got what, what does that do for you? Ba- Baylor, you're on the West. Are you hearing anything about Kendrick dropping something new? I haven't heard anything about that. That's crazy. I re- I no. want a new Ab Soul project personally. Man. Like that's Ab what Soul. I want. That's what my that's what my soul needs is some is an Ab Soul project right now. I, I would never turn down a Kendrick project, my favorite rapper right now, but Ab Soul hasn't dropped in like what, three years? Yeah, but Ab Soul, he he's that type of dude that just I I Whenever I feel like it, I'll do it. Yeah. And he's and he's one of the most dangerous cats out of that whole 
hippie movement. Like that nigga is dangerous. He's the most. He's the most versatile as far as an artist, not just. Kendrick is the most versatile rapper, but as far as like the different types of music you can get, Absol's the most versatile out of Black Hippie to me. Yep. Mary, what do you think? Well, first of all, I haven't heard about Kendrick having a project, but I did hear some kind of rumor of him kind of having some kind of joint effort with an artist that was surprising, and now it's escaping me who it was. Oh, wow. Goddamn. Oh, it was, it was like somebody out of the genre, oh. but they were going to collab. Shit. I really got to think about this now. Okay. Um, I remember I was getting him confused with, uh, I remember, <clears throat> um, shit, what's his name? Meek Mills was supposed to do a joint album with Nip, but I but I thought it was with um, I thought it was with uh, K Dot, but it was with Nip. Mm. Right, I heard I heard that too. And Meek has been tweeting about releasing some of that. That would be dope. I'd be I'd be interested to hear that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get into this. So this next topic that we got was actually sent to me, and somebody. Posed this question and was like, I, w- I would love to hear you guys talk about that. Is underground hip hop culture dead? And the way that they phrase this one is with hip hop becoming as big as it is and the main genre uh, as what it is, like that old school underground culture of having an artist that we know that nobody else knows or anything like that or passing tapes around, like in that, that type of culture with hip hop, is that completely dead and gone now with where it is in streaming? Uh, I'm going to say no, and the only reason why I say that is because in the 90s, in the 90s when it was big, uh, and probably like the early 2000s, because the last, the last cat that I was listening to, his last album that I had dropped in 2000, a year before I graduated, um, but underground hip-hop was closer to mainstream because it was a lot of grittiness, uh, with the mainstream track that was being put out, and of course you had cats like Nas, Common, you know, so you had cast that was still close to the underground scene. Uh, but as far they got a core, they they their fan base is you want to talk about a cult? Like them cats don't go nowhere and they make a lot of bread uh in that underground circuit. Um Well, are we saying underground like battle rap or are we saying No, we're talking about like MF Doom, Mortal Technique, Jurassic mm-hmm. Five, Tech uh Tech Nine, Spontaneous, yeah. cats like that. Yeah. That is that is what I meant, but Mary's kind of going into that's what was going to be my argument is that I think that that type of culture has now gotten replaced by battle rap. I think that that is the underground rap culture now. So what is mainstream now? Like maybe we need to define that. Okay. What makes an artist the mainstream? Is it that they're getting you know a certain number of streams? Is it that they're playing on the radio? Like what? Because think about it. Back in like the '90s and even early 2000s, because mm-hmm. streaming wasn't so prevalent it was like if we heard you on the local radio station you made it (laughs) and now that's not exactly true anymore mainstream to me is is just um records most of the records being played popular pop music uh radio music um and then just mainstream artists that's i would say part of that pop market I used to define, and I can't say that this this anymore because again, hip hip hop is the biggest genre right now. But I used to consider it mainstream is if you were getting played on non hip hop stations. Mm, got you. Yeah, I would agree with that back then. Yeah, back then. Now, but I, it still was like radio based, right? Yeah, yeah like it was it still was radio like, based. Uh, yeah, 
Because there's an artist that I absolutely think is super dope, and he's never made it on the radio or wherever. And I guess I consider him underground. And his he's his name is Elijah the Boy. Mm. You guys know of him? No. I think he's dope as fuck. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only the people who know of him know him. You know what I'm saying? So right. to me, like he would be an underground artist. But it's like, where is the underground now? There's no real mixtapes anymore, like you were just saying, Hayes. So mm. it's like. I mean, I only really see him on social. And, like, I'll see sometimes people, like, you know, whatever, doing their little Instagram selfie videos, like, mouthing his songs or whatever. So that's how I, like, discovered him. But, but they do venues, like, when the locks came out here, <clears throat> even though they're mainstream, the actual people that came out to see them were actual hip-hop heads, though. Right. These were, you know, there wasn't any youngsters out there. Everybody was probably, you know... 28 and up or probably 30 and up and you know it was no more than about hmm, 50 people you know what i mean and you got to meet them so i they they do shows like that like tech tech nine is probably sitting on the same amount of money ray j sitting on yeah or more so they got a core fan base and they do a lot of shows they do a lot of shows a lot of meet and greets and things like that and the reason why i say that is not dead. It's just removed from mainstream hip hop because shit, the hip hop that we used to listening to is removed from us. Right. So it's in a whole nother, you know, so it's really removed. And it was and it and it's a difference between underground and independent. You could be an independent That's underground it. artist. Yeah. Yeah, but like so. I remember like back in the day too, there used to be like shows like unsigned hype or whatever. Yeah. Like devoted point. to this, you know? And I mean, I remember when Fiddy was first coming out with G-Unit and it was considered underground. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there were mixtapes and it was like the first time you ever heard that, like, G-Unit and it was like, you knew this shit was about to blow and it was kind of special that you were hearing it before like it really got there. And I just, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's dead and gone, but I just feel like there aren't so many opportunities, I guess, anymore. Like, I feel like people go from being completely unknown to like, you know, becoming a sensation quicker now because of technology, I guess. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 And that's why everybody chases that viral moment is because that can take you to stardom. I don't know how, how sustainable it is because we've seen people that haven't just haven't been able to sustain it. But, you know, that that's what people chase after now more than being on the radio, to Mary's point. It's like the streams, the social media influence. Uh, radio is kind of it's just not what it used to be, I don't think. But you know, that's just it also favorite. it also hides the fact that uh, it hides you from showing your true. Well, if you have any talent, because uh, remember the girl that was on Dr. Phil's show that blew up? Oh, Bad Barbie. Yeah, and then... How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't talent. <laughs> she should have hit that. She, she just needed her ass whooped. Like, it, now now we give right. people record deals because they just need a beating. That's all it is. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm. Yep, Man. yep. It's just wild. But all right, <laughs> I guess we don't have a definitive answer. I think hip hop, underground hip hop is it's not dead. It's changed. And I think it, it also is determined by what your view of underground is. So, But let's bring Tell the mixtape culture that. back. <laughs> where <laughs> do we that? find it? <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and we're going to take our last break. And we'll be right back after this. 
Yo, this your boy Flo 700. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco. And we are the, the Podcast, Podcast Brothers. Brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about, actually? Our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh, my goodness. No. You like that song? No. Not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. Well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life real brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate, makes for good dialogue, and it keeps the the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is dead. You dig? Chill. All right, so you know, I, again, I, I love just making you 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 people think and leaving you with something that makes you think. So uh, the last topic for this episode is what is the best song ever produced by Pharrell Williams? Oh man, <laughs> I'm going to go with Happy. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That vi- and that video, that video was phenomenal. Despicable Me catalog. Yeah, no, I mean yeah. that whole shit was dope and innovative. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see that again. I mean, I guess the Kendrick Black Panther soundtrack is of that ilk. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, shit, shit. I mean, there's so much. One of my faves is Frontin'. That is that is definitely one. Uh, but then another one of my faves is Beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like both of those songs are kind of important to the culture and but happy was important to the world. So I don't know, Baylor. <laughs> you might have won this. Honestly. Uh, let's make happy the new uh national anthem. It should be. We need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and happy really does make you happy. Like you it do. It does. It's like, it does, you yeah. know. Yeah. I so there it's so many of them uh like great ones like my mind of course went right to grinding because that mm, still when that yes. just comes on like you just you know and you feel it um, that's the baby one right there that's the baby but then yeah. drop it like it's hot yeah yeah that too um I just want to love you Jay Z like it's just it's yes. so many it's just he's a great producer um, change clothes I, I mean that's a good one too yeah not of the ilk of what. But that was college year. That was college year, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I'm staying I'm staying with happy, man. I'm about to play that when we get off. Just... <laughs> I, we'll we'll go ahead. We'll end the podcast with happy this week. So there you guys to go. You're gonna get happy to in in the podcast. But uh where like for real, all time great producers, where are you guys ranking him? No super well, is he in the top five, top ten? Definitely top five. Yeah. <laughs> definitely top five. <laughs> She didn't even blink on that one. No. I thought you were about to say definitely top 10. I'm going to give him time because, and the only reason why I'm saying that is I don't respect, and I literally have to go through all the, I have to go through everybody. I just know he's not hired in, I know he's not hired in Dre and DJ Quick. You want a controversial opinion? Okay. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." Dr. Dre has made my favorite beat of, like, uh, Boys in the Hood is my favorite beat of all time. I've, I've oh my god, it's my favorite beat of all time. But I honestly think Pharrell Williams is a better producer than Dr. Dre. I'm out. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna head out now. Uh, all right, well, I'm gonna head out. But you know what else too that I think makes Pharrell better than most that come to mind? Pharrell was a true innovator. Like most of these dudes made dope amazing things but 
they sampled a lot. It wasn't like, like when you hear a Pharrell beat, you know it's him. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he he really created a signature sound that was fresh and new, and then reinvented that again. And I mean, uh -huh. I can't. I cannot sing my praises enough about what he did with that Despicable Me, both of those soundtracks. Like, uh. and I mean, it, it appealed to everyone, young, old. Like, it was heartwarming. It was like, I don't that know. That grinding beat, that grinding beat. I'm like, yo, they beating on lockers. This, <laughs> is, this is phenomenal. Yeah, and the th and that and the reason why I say that is that you you know when the Dr. Dre beat comes on, you know when the uh -huh. Pharrell beat comes on too, but I feel like Pharrell has more versatility, but you still you still know it's Pharrell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's so interesting to be like, like you, like to this day, he can produce something for somebody and you will know it's like ape shit. I knew that was Pharrell yeah. the, min the minute it dropped. Doesn't sound like yeah. really almost any anything else that he he's done, but you know it's you know it's him when it happens. What about you? Don't have to call. Wasn't that him Ooh, too? Yeah, yeah. What about how that too. girl? Was that him? Oh, that was. I'm pretty hey, sure it was. Now let me tell you. Oh. Don't do that. don't mm -hmm. get me started about. Come on now. <laughs> come on. Man. But hey, to every Michael Jordan, there's a Kobe Bryant. That, that is very true. Yeah, absolutely. That is very true. So I mean, yeah. That, that's it. I I got nothing else. If you guys don't go ahead, you know you know the procedure. <laughs> Tell them, give them your social media. Leave them with any parting words. But Pharrell is definitely in the top five. And if you if you don't believe that, you can at me. We we can talk about it. If you don't believe that, don't at me. At your mother. <laughs> but <laughs> good vibes only at Miss Mary Almonte across all social platforms. <laughs> Bailey. Oh, that's on me. Okay. At <laughs> <laughs> Bailey the Great. At <laughs> Bailey the Great on all social media platforms. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm very proud of myself. I accidentally took an edible uh, by mistake, and I've been holding it together. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, but I've been trying to just stay up, like like my slouching and my slurring. It it just hit so. Um, like <laughs> well, right, good timing. <laughs> yeah, so everybody happy, play for real. Um, all that good shit. Hey, take it away. Take it away, please. Oh. This is why he thinks ugly people are beautiful. <laughs> before before we go, Baylor, last thing: Clippers, Lakers. Who's gonna be the king of LA this basketball season? We will always be the king, okay? And I'm tired of them niggas. They need to move out. God damn, they need to move out. <laughs> This is the last season in Staples, ain't it? Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's not coming fast enough. Don't <laughs> leave, goddammit. Well, you guys know where you can follow me. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. Uh, Mary came up with some great idea for new content to bring to the Twitter, so you want to pay, you want to go follow that because it's coming soon. But that's it. This is the best hip-hop podcast around. You bastards. We'll see you beautiful people next week. Peace. I'm tired of them taking down our damn jerseys <laughs> when they got a home game. Fuck that. Shit. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say.